Well, welcome everybody to the Blofeld Podcast. We're your hosts, Alex and Tucker. And this week, um, we've got actually quite a bit of F1 news to recap. And then also, we've got a Tycon update from Tucker. And then um, kind of an interesting question that, that came about from a discussion I heard that I thought would be fun to kind of pose to Tucker as well. Yeah. So, but we had the uh, Brazilian Grand Prix in Sao Paulo this past weekend. And, you know, it's funny because we get to this point in the year... And as dominant as as Red Bull have been, I was like, ah, there's probably you know, aside from like Mercedes and Ferrari competing for second in the constructors, I I wasn't expecting too much in the way of like interesting news or racing or anything. Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it ended up being like one of the most. Yeah, things are kind of like established at this point. Yeah, yeah. So um, this was a sprint race weekend. So qualifying was on Friday. Um, there was rain in the forecast, and so it was kind of one mm-hmm. of those quirky qualifying sessions. And uh, <coughs> actually, of all people, Kevin Magnussen qualified on pole for Hasse. He, he, I do remember watching pole. that when he got the radio message, and he was thought he kind of. You've got to be joking! Yeah, like they were. You've got to be joking! And then, like he, like kind of. He's like, it's not over yet, guys. It's not over. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, imagining all the ways okay, he can not Yeah. So yeah, yeah. you know, congratulations to Kevin and, and Haas. Certainly, like that yeah, was you know, Gene, I think I think someone was saying it was his like birthday or something over the weekend. His so, birthday um... was the was Saturday, so it was the day <laughs> after qualifying. Yeah. So, uh, really, kind of a that was kind of the start of. Some of the interesting turn, you know, yeah, turns some of the intrigue. Um, and, and, and um, Mercedes yeah. was very fast. Mercedes was fast pole. all weekend, which we'll we'll be talking about. But they qualified really well as well. Yeah. I think they're what two and three or something like that. Yeah, um, like it seems like a lot of teams have kind of gotten the porpoising solved, yeah. or at least maybe this was the kind of track where. There's enough turns and less mm-hmm. long, high speed stretches where there wasn't as much of it. But well, man, I will they really say, seem like they're getting their car dialed in. There's not a big regulation change for next season. And so I, if I were Red yeah. Bull, I'd be getting a little bit nervous seeing how yeah. well they went in Brazil. Yeah, um, 100%, they, man. You know, and and I really want to talk about that because I, mm-hmm. I don't know myself. I, I didn't really dive into the the reddit discussions or anything afterward to see what people were saying but mm-hmm. you know is it an evolution of this car that you know was yeah. quote revolutionary at the beginning and then mm-hmm. aerodynamically it didn't work out but they seem like they've gotten it sorted so is it yeah is the car sorted at this point or i mean i think is it gonna, i think they're still continuing to to work on it you know i mean that's that's one of the yeah. things we're saying it's been historically very good at is evolving their yeah. car. Or the is it is- like more track specific? I I just can't remember. Um, you know, if they were really fast on the track. I remember the battle between Max and Lewis. Um, you know, on that track, and they, you know, drove off into the distance and won it. But right. uh, just kind of makes me wonder. Like, did you know have the wind shifted at this point? And yeah. Um, I'll be completely honest with you. I've enjoyed watching them flail for most of the season (laughs) because I think everybody damn well knows that probably by next year, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. And I'm not, I'm not really in any rush to see, you know, a decade of, um, 
Mercedes dominance um, again. Yeah, again, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, well, anyways, anyways. But I think the thing, too, to, that, you know, and this will kind of dovetail with a discussion we're going to have, but seeing this season when they have been foiling, um, the, you know, positive attitude that both Lewis yeah. and George have had. It's true. That's a really good point. They have really been focused, you know, as a team on improving things. Mm-hmm. You know, Lewis doesn't really have anything to prove at this point. Um, no, being almost a you know decade-winning world champion, yeah. right. I really think they do have actually a pretty good setup where he can be the mentor and George can learn and improve. And you mm-hmm. know, George is good, man. You know, yeah, um, yeah. Just uh, like a lot of these guys, you put them in a good car, they're all yeah. pretty damn good. Yeah, I mean, when you're talking about like the top five or six drivers, like if you put Max, Sergio, Lewis, yeah. George, uh, Carlos, Charles into a car that's 0.2 of a second per lap faster than any other yeah. car. They're yeah. going to walk the field. Like they're, they're, yes. the drivers are all that close. Stroll I mean, will probably course. still push somebody off into the grass, and yeah. Latifi, Latifi will push. probably still find a way to spin <laughs> out. Or put yeah. it in the wall. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Um, but yeah, among the top drivers, I mean, the, it's it's like in any elite level sport, right? Like the f- thing about elite level track and field, like the difference between the fastest person in the world and the tenth place person in the in the final heat is going to be fractions of a second, you know. Yeah. Or, or you know, yeah. it, it's it's just crazy. How well, yeah, in Formula come. One, the tools really matter. You know, um, mm-hmm. maybe in you know um running obviously like the shoes are important um, mm-hmm. but man really in formula one it's the tool the car itself is really important yeah um, i really think it's that like because you saw like george go into um back when the silver arrows were black and what was that mm-hmm. was that last year yeah 2021 are you talking um, about like when you're all- Dhabi? Yeah, yeah. Almost won the damn thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like, okay, pretty clear that the cars are important. Yeah, no, yeah. He goes from a Williams where he's struggling to like get get a tenth place to earn a point for the team to like (laughs) basically he should have won it if Mercedes hadn't screwed up their their strategy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And put the wrong tires on. (laughs) (laughs) I do remember that. Uh, so yeah, so um, um Onto the sprint race, George uh, finished first, so he won the sprint race. So he started on pole for the the full GP, and mm-hmm. you know the full GP was certainly not without incident. And I don't, you know, I don't want to go into everything. George ultimately won it for his first Formula One victory, with Lewis finishing second. So phenomenal weekend overall for Mercedes. And and, and Red Bull really struggled, man. Like Red Bull struggled. On the mediums, those cars were not fast. Um no. you know, I, I don't know I don't know exactly what was going on. Obviously I get the feeling that there's some track component to Mercedes mm-hmm. being fast and Red Bull being slow. But yeah. I do think Mercedes is um <clears throat> really Mercedes making some is really good on the mediums too. That's yeah. probably the best tire for that car yeah Uh, one of the incidents i do want to talk about early on in the race was max and lewis so we got a little refresher of 2021 yeah max got max converting the form yeah basically i will say i kind of agreed a little bit with the announcers um 
it seemed to me like kind of a racing incident. I mean, they were pretty neck and neck going into that turn. Um, mm-hmm. You know, both of them wanted to be in the same spot on the track. So, you know, yeah. there was a collision and right. it didn't, it didn't seem to really affect, you know, Lewis because he went on to have a great race. Max lost uh, part of his wing. And so they had to yeah. replace that in, in the pit stop. So it really wouldn't have mattered anyways, because the car was super fast, but I think the one like counter argument to that is if you see the speed and, and I'm not, this is not my point. It's from mm-hmm. reading about the race and stuff. If you see the speed that he's going into that corner, he would not have made the corner. If Lewis wasn't there, like he, he would have gone off the track regardless. Fair um, enough. He did break late. I, that is true. He was just, yeah. he was going in way too. It was a typical dive bombing yeah. act. We saw repeatedly. <laughs> and so, you know, I, it just, you know, and, and I mean, and and I'm not trying to defend the guy because obviously like we'll talk about in a minute the shenanigans at the end of the race. Yeah. Yeah, But I was like, you know, it's, um, yeah, it kind of is one of the challenges in formula one. You want people to race, you want it to be fair racing. Um, Um, but then there's also like split second decisions that go into it that don't always work out. Um, yeah, I think for me, know, it's it's a pattern of behavior that stewards oh, need to look at at this yeah. point. You know, it's one thing if you're racing hard and you just make a bad decision, but when it's like this, when it you do it often enough that it's just kind of your driving. It is interesting, out. though. Like, <laughs> I don't, I, I kind of, and I'm fascinated by this because when Max and Charles get on it, mm-hmm. it's usually pretty clean which is kind yeah. of fascinating to me when well, Max that's, that's, and Lewis yeah. get into it, it's gets pretty dirty and the gloves come off pretty quick. Yeah. I mean, and, it'd be like if you and I went out to racetrack, how you and I would treat each other versus how you or I might treat racing. And yeah. someone we don't know. It's like, yeah. And you know, in 2021, it was, you know, still the, the era of Lewis, Lewis's dominance. And mm-hmm. I think Max probably, like I said, you know, back in that year of podcasting was mm-hmm. kind of like, what do I have to lose? Like, yeah. I'm not going to move out of the way for this guy. Like right. he needs to know I'm coming at him. And I kind of yeah. got, I kind of got that because of the huge advantage Mercedes had with the car and mm-hmm. just, you know, a freaking decade of annoying win after annoying win <laughs> yeah. from my perspective that I kind of understood the mentality but mm-hmm. I think it, even at this point, obviously, you know, those feathers have been ruffled enough on both sides that they're not. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, another early race incident probably worth mentioning, too, is, you know, Kevin Magnuson. Uh, I know. After a phenomenal, you know, pull <laughs> the spin race. Form. He uh, reverted to Haas form. Well, it so, wasn't even his fault, though. I know. You know I it was know, just I bad know. luck. So yeah. Daniel Ricciardo. Daniel tapped him yeah kind of right rear tire spun him and then as and this was back when everybody was still pretty bunched up bunched up trying to make moves you know and his car's like rolling backwards across daniel tries to avoid him can't just get smoked in the the rear yeah and that's uh, like typical that's a good point it's a lot of haas's 
failings uh, seem to actually kind of fall into the category of just crazy shit happening. To <laughs> yeah, they're just unlucky. Um, yeah, it's it's really unfortunate, uh, you know, because they were Gunther Steiner. He doesn't even react anymore. Like they'll no. go to the camera of him, hoping to get mm-hmm. a reaction. He just yeah. sits there. <laughs> yeah, yeah he, he knows. He's like, I know. I know you're watching me. I got to call Gene. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, so I, I think we could skip ahead, in, you know, in the race. Like, the, the biggest drama really came in the last... At the end. Five, yeah. five laps or so. so and, and a lot of it centered around the radio messages. So Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about Max or Charles first? <laughs> I'll, I'll talk about Max because... Okay, go for it. I, I've probably been guilty over the years of giving him a little bit more leeway than he deserves and it really it really kind of stung this weekend to you know hear really at the end of the day like so Checo was on i think still on the mediums was in a good position but just was starting was losing positions left and right as people yeah as people passed him passing him yeah and Max was on softs, and so he got past Checo, and I think it was who was in front con- of Alonso. Con- I'll interrupt you for one second. The context for this is Checo mm-hmm. and Charles are in a very close race for second yeah, sorry, yeah. championship. So every yeah, for point second matters place. for them. And, um, and keep in mind that throughout the year and year past, the mm-hmm. wonderful role Checo's played as a teammate yeah. and really just focused on the team and really helping in Abu Dhabi against Lewis. Yeah. Epic yeah. Fence. yeah. And, and I have to like, so anyways, um, it was pretty clear that Max was not going to be able to move up a position. And so the radio message, yeah. yeah. Went out. Like if you can't, you know, gain a position, just give the spot back to Checo because the mm-hmm. points are really important here. And right. um, and he didn't. He crossed the finish line, and, and I remember his, the, the, you know the pit crew came on the radio and was like, "So what happened there, Max?" And he was like, "You know my reasoning. I told you before, like blah blah blah." Don't ask me to do that. Yeah. And you know, you know, obviously there's this like Monaco intrigue with you know Checo and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, backing that up. At the end of the day, though. It's like, here's a guy who supported you as a teammate, really bend over backwards. You know, you can say, like, I have my principles, like, this is uh, a place that I earned, and this is how it doesn't make sense for me to slow down and let this guy pass for points Mm -hmm. because of the kind of authenticity of that and stuff. But, you know, at the end of the day, and and part of this is kind of where I was thinking in my brain earlier. You and I, at some point in our lives, are much younger men, and we're probably more competitive and more mm-hmm. like black, maybe black and white thinking. And I think as you get older, you just tend to see sometimes a little bit more in shades of gray, yeah. and you you kind of start to realize like it's not all effing about you, right. like mm-hmm. it's it's. It is, this is very much like a um, kind of a single person sport, like, you know, bowling or horseshoes or darts and stuff. Right. But there is still a team component to this. 
And when it really doesn't change a damn thing for you, mm-hmm. the fact that you can't do your you know teammate a solid who's done multiple solids for you over the years without asking questions, yeah. it really is just shitting all over the place. Yeah. And I think my... I, I like I've said, I've kind of given him a little leeway over the years, but that really kind of popped whatever bubble was left for me <laughs> of this guy. And it's like I I've said to my wife several times, because she's a big fan of <clears throat> Lewis and mm-hmm. and I'm like, George and Lewis and Toto, as individual human beings, I have nothing but respect for them and I really like them. Right. Um as a team they're like the Yankees or the Patriots, and I it's hate them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah. I hate it. I hate it. Yeah, but Max, sure. he makes it so effing difficult <laughs> to want to cheer for him. He's literally like, you know, he's like Darth Vader or something. It's yeah. like I'll, I'll see. I, I even um, there was a. I, I think it was on Road and Track, and I didn't read it because I don't. I don't pay for that. Um, but there was this article about basically like Max is not the asshole you all think he is. But then there's like what happened in this race. It's yeah. like, yes, he is. Yes, he right. is the asshole we all think he is. Yeah. Well, you know, you look at so this this is really the first race since race maybe two or three of the season where he had where he didn't perform well is was his lowest placement, I think, of the season outside of like DNFs. Um, and so he wasn't just walking the field, you know, and it's easy to be um, jovial and oh, like, yeah. and whatnot when you're, you're literally miles that. in front of people. You said that about yeah. Lewis before, and I agree. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think you see the type of person somebody is when there is. I think that is so true. Hardship, and yep. here's a guy who has wrapped up the his second straight Formula One World Champ Drivers World Championship. His team has wrapped up the constructors. All that's left is for his teammate to try and get second in the drivers championship, and he takes what, in my mind, is an incredibly petty incident where where checo may or may not have cost him the ability to get a pole position with monaco this year which didn't end up mattering anyways didn't matter Uh, exactly and he took that incident and was so unwilling to forgive that supposed uh even if if checo actually did crash on purpose who knows but like the insinuation of that he was willing to, to put so much weight on that that he's willing to blow up the happiness and tranquility that Red Bull must have right now where they're flying high, they're doing really well yeah. and create animosity between the drivers within the team, potentially create issues between race engineers and mechanics and whatnot, all for this petty bullshit. It just, That's what it I showed think. me how much of a petty <clears throat> child he is. Yeah. He's and, really and how immature. he was last year is how he is. And, and, you know, some people, you know, let's say the guy's in the sport for, you know, seven more years. Mm-hmm. And seven years from now, he kind of becomes this elder statesman who is in a better place. Like, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I, my colleagues at work who 
play, paid much closer to attention to Formula One even 10 years ago will remind I, me of that. I know Lewis. they said Lewis was like that when he was young. Yeah, he was, like, they were, he was kind of an asshole in the beginning. Like They were like, I remember this, and I remember that, and I remember this. Yeah. And it's like, oh, this is like, different. Mm-hmm. I, I, I get that argument, except that Lewis at that time was competing to get to a world championship. Yeah, I gave, exactly. I gave Max some leeway last year with how he raced and quite frankly endangered other drivers at times because I I agreed with you that he saw it as like this is my chance. Mercedes looks a little weak, maybe we can do it. You know, in this case, he is literally you know, on top of the world and he still is acting like a baby. Yeah, and that's teammate. really like that's the the question in my mind. Um can this guy evolve into something better? Yeah. Or basically, you know, kind of like an Anakin Skywalker type mm-hmm. thing. Like, yeah. do you go on and just completely continue to shit the bed and become a Darth Vader? Mm-hmm. Or do you redeem yourself and become yeah. kind of an elder statesman where you're like, I can let that go. Like, well, I'm see. bigger than that. Right now, right. he's definitely not bigger than that. Well, he's the problem- definitely a embarrassing immature child who was just really i was just mainly embarrassed for him i was Mm -hmm. embarrassed that the team had to ask Mm -hmm. him that and then he you know declined to take the high road really Mm -hmm. just like profoundly embarrassing um for him and the team in general and i think even checko said like you know on his radio message like because the team told him like we you know, they they told him like we tried to get you guys to swap positions, and and Checo said something to the effect of like now we know who he is. Yeah, and yeah, and I think it's true. And so, in my mind, I'm not I'm not gonna like. Obviously, we have our moments as human beings. Like I'm not gonna let it you know completely define him. But it's really like the consistency of people's choices. You know, right? It's um it's something we do like in training and medicine. Like somebody makes a small mistake or. Mm-hmm. human moment and we're just like oh we'll never let them we'll never forget that they're they're out they can't be good right. they can't be good right. and so like i don't i don't think it's worth quite jumping there yet these are like 20 year old dudes who yeah. are roided up on testosterone the levels like have right. passed us a long time ago <laughs> and so yeah. i i think that there's but it's it's I, it's not looking great <laughs> in yeah. my mind. I, I, I hope he can grow from this and become a better problem. person. But I just have an inkling he's going down the Darth Vader path. Well, and if he does, think, if yeah. he does, I will take great satisfaction <laughs> in his failings over the yeah. next several years. As I mean, that's honestly like you know, I, I, I've cheered for Red Bull and I've cheered for him. Um, mm-hmm. a little bit, mostly Checo because I like him, but mostly because I'm sick of Mercedes winning. But yeah. if the guys, if Chris, Christian's kind of an asshole, and I don't right. like it is, what it is. the guy married yeah. a Spice Girl, he's just kind of a prick, comes yeah, across yeah, as yeah. a prick on the Netflix show. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? If they if they completely go down in flames and 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 fail over the next couple of years. I will have some satisfaction because I do, yeah. I do enjoy seeing assholes struggle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and I think the the problem, like one of the other differences, I guess, w- between him and Lewis in my mind is like, you know, Lewis is from 
you know, kind of a lower middle class upbringing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Lewis worked to get where, like they said, like he said, you know, the, in the cart racing, we would take the tires that they had thrown away, put them on our cart and we beat them. You know, it's like the guy's good, hardworking, didn't have the same opportunities. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's part of the thing I think with Max his dad's an asshole. Well, that's my, and, that was um, exactly my point is like Lewis has perspective on what life yeah. is like outside of this crazy world and on, and, and, and understands that like there are other, that's why like I've always been impressed with Lewis is to like encouraging his team and stuff. You know, Max has basically been raised to be a racing yeah. robot by his dad who is, Literally, like a, a spousal abusing asshole. Like, yeah, exactly, and that's kind of why I think it'll be interesting to see if he can grow past that. Yeah. Um, it makes me think he has been so indoctrinated in that that I, it's going to be tough for him to get. I don't, escape I don't think he's had to. I don't think he's had to think about anyone besides himself. And yeah, and, yeah, no, I'm super narcissistic. I mean, yeah. Yeah, not shocking. Probably encouraged, Frank. Quite frankly, encouraged to be that way by his dad. Like, you need to look out for yourself. You know, you need to put yourself above these. I did actually, though. As just a small aside, which I thought was kind of interesting. I was on Reddit. I don't know. I went down this rabbit hole, and Mm -hmm. apparently, Max is a huge effing gamer, like a huge gamer. Um, Yeah, yeah. Apparently, apparently, like in the American Grand Prix at, at Austin. Someone, mm-hmm. someone was saying like he was on FIFA for like 14 hours. <laughs> I, tried, I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know how they came up with those numbers, but that would basically be like anytime he was not on the track qualifying. Which I do respect. I do respect the dedication. <laughs> <laughs> um, Maybe he so... does it to like take his mind off it. I don't know. I just thought that was really kind of shockingly fascinating if it's true i think the thing is too there's like like i've seen interviews with a lot of like young like soccer players and stuff like that where that are big into games and and they basically say like look we have a ton of free time during the day like i go and i do training for two hours to three hours uh we have team meal and then i've got the entire rest of my day free you know (laughs) what you know, I'm not talking. What am I going to do? Like yeah, what pro are you soccer do? players. So you know, interesting. So definitely, and they don't possible. want you going out and doing additional training because, like, you're on strict yeah. training regimens. They don't want you tearing a hamstring or doing something. Yeah, yeah. So it's like they literally are just sitting around their house. So a lot of these guys. <laughs> super and Time it's game, for, baby. It's probably the same for Max. Like, if he's not, um, you know, at at a race weekend, if he's had his meetings and he's yeah, just not, and chill. And, even yeah. in a race weekend, you know, you can kind of let stuff get into your head. And so mm-hmm. kind of helpful in some ways to out. just like, yeah, zone, zone out game, and get if things you're super, off your mind. And if you're super competitive, like that's another outlet for that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I'll, I'll just kind of, we can briefly touch on this, but kind of another little <laughs> kind of shitty teammate story. Um, Charles, yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. mentioned was in in a he's in a race with Checo for second place in the drivers' championship, and uh, Carlos signs his, his teammate is running <laughs> third, and Carlos or uh, Charles comes on the radio like multiple times Just in the last thing like 
Think of the championship. Just whining. Think, just whining. Basically, he, he <laughs> essentially wanted them. He essentially wanted them to give team orders to Carlos to give up a podium position yeah. in third place, so that Charles could get some points in the drivers' championship. And I just thought that was such a bitch move. Man, these these guys are just man child. Yeah, it's like it. It's it's one thing if you're. <laughs> It's one thing if you're, you know, asking Max to give up sixth place. Yeah. But we're asking someone to give up a podium position. And mm-hmm. we're talking Carlos. Like, Carlos, Yeah, he's not winning a bunch of races, and he's like, oh, yeah. big deal, another podium, I don't care. He probably really cares about that podium. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They basically told Charles, like, we're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was embarrassing. Yeah, it was embarrassing. <laughs> Um, not, it didn't make me as mad as Max no, by far, but I know. Just like, ugh. <laughs> it just shows, like, ultimately, like you said, this is a team sport, but these guys, a lot, you know, they have to be on a certain level incredibly selfish to get ahead, um, you know, because they have to look out, they do have to look out for themselves to some degree. <coughs> yeah. Uh, but, so I, I wanted to, you know, you actually told me about it, I didn't realize you'd gotten your car back, but your car went in for your Tycon went in for like the big. This is supposed to bring the up, like this big update is supposed to bring it up to like 2022, 2023. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's and honestly, it's really nice that they did it because you know it, it really took Tesla to change the mindset. I <clears> really, really. When, I remember you telling me when you got that car, like one of the things you were excited about with EVs going forward was like you can update the car. And and like it can feel new even though it's three years old, four years old, you know, whatever as it goes yeah. on. Yeah. And uh, you know, the um I think the traditional kind of unsustainable approach was will you come and buy a new one from us? Right. And and Tesla really changed that. And yeah. um so I was I was hoping that that would play out. They said that that's, you know, kind of how they were gonna operate, but I was uncertain because this is a legacy manufacturer. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of went in with, you know, eyes wide open. And so what's the, what's the experience been? I mean, it's, it's a big update. I'm, I'd be nervous about bugs and whatnot, but. <laughs> and that's actually what they really kind of focused on fixing was bugs like the PCM, which is the computer management system, just kind of crashing. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously they streamlined the code and the, uh, you know, graphics interfaces improved from the standpoint of it's a lot snappier. When I get in the car now, like Apple CarPlay connects instant, pretty much instantaneously, whereas before it didn't. Um, yeah. And my the remote connection to the car, which is just a godsend now that we're back into, you know, 20 degree weather in Minnesota mm-hmm. um, to preheat. <laughs> it's yeah. really nice. It's yeah. actually super stable because... You know, in typical German fashion, I think the the thought is like, "Oh, we can do it better than them." But I don't know what they did. I'm I'm hoping they just moved all that garbage onto, you know, Amazon based cloud server because mm-hmm. like some people, in particular in software, uh, can do it better than you guys as German and automotive engineering. Yeah, um, and because... I think that's something they need to learn. Like they they already outsource a bunch of things about their car to other other people yeah you know, they, they outsource to bosch they outsource their yeah. tires on porsche you know like that this i think needs to be something they need to step back and think okay wait a minute like 
do we need to try and reinvent the wheel here or do we go yeah. to said Amazon or Cisco and say like, yeah. well, they know how to do this stuff really well. So basically my car has now been software wise and experience wise been brought up to like the 2023 model year. And that's actually kind of nice because usually my, so I bought like the first year of the Taycan and the 2020s really kind of got shit on on the mm-hmm. forums for like, oh, you want to stay away from those? They got a lot of problems. Yeah, they're the, they're the <laughs> problem children, yeah. And now it's actually, they didn't actually change any hardware really and subsequent builds for the most part. Mm-hmm. And so yes. they actually, now it's basically kind of the same car. Mm-hmm. The main difference is being the newer ones have kind of a plug and charge mm-hmm. um, system. So, um, <clears throat> you know, if you go pull into a Electrify America, you can just plug in and it, you know supposedly works like a tesla um, mm-hmm. it sounds like that's still kind of buggy so you're still messing with monitors and things to get it to charge so um mm-hmm. i don't it, i don't ever i don't really ever fast charge it because i don't really do intercontinental yeah. driving or transcontinental right. driving with it so right um doesn't affect me but um overall i've been really really happy with it and how, how long was that they you know, you know, this time it was up there. They actually got it done sooner than I oh, expected. Um, and so it was up there. I think I took it up on a Thursday and it was ready for pickup on Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, but nice. I didn't go back up there. They were also switching me to my winter wheels and tires as well. Um, yeah. so I didn't get back up there until the next Friday. So I had a, a Macan loaner for the week, which is really nice. They didn't give me a hard time for keeping that. Yeah, no, I've had I've had to do the same thing. It's it's nice. They're pretty flexible on how long they'll let you keep. Yeah, thing. yeah. So overall, really happy uh, with Sweet, it. Man. And just going to kind of rock it through the winter now. The thing is, I'm going to try to drive it more in the snow because it's a nice heavy car with winter tires, all wheel drive. It really should yeah, be it should have no problems. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that should be really. It should be, and and you've got it. You know, you've got it protected and stuff. So yeah, it's, yeah, fully PPF and stuff. So why not just drive it? Yeah, it doesn't have it. like when you look underneath the car, it's basically totally enclosed. Right. Like, there's no because the battery um, pack has to be like kind of yeah. Off so it's literally just a flat surface. Too. It's not like gunk's getting thrown thrown up into the undercarriage and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is really like a kind of perfect winter car to be driving. Yeah, yeah, and like you said, you can basically have the the seats preheated. <laughs> it's so nice, man. I'm not even kidding you. When <laughs> when we get these polar vortices, which I mm-hmm. think we're gonna get this weekend, where it's like yeah. a high is 15 mm-hmm. degrees and it's mm-hmm. 10 below at night, it is mm-hmm. very nice to be able to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I I feel a, you know, yeah. I feel really bad for my wife's car because it's. <laughs> until we we have a, a generator sitting in our garage waiting to be installed and until it gets installed her car the the, got the short short end of the out. yeah yeah <laughs> which i i do feel bad about it's gonna be pretty cold this week. yeah <laughs> oh man well so i did want to kind of pose a question to you um you got a little preview of it so i hope you've had time yep. to, to think about it. but so I was listening to uh, a podcast um, where they were talking about just BMW and how they've gone off the rails with their design, which we've talked about 
Yeah. Or particularly with the M2, the latest M2 coming out. (sighs) And uh, so they said, you know, okay, you know, looks aside, what if the M2 came out? Basically, they all agreed, like, I would never want an M2. Um, Yeah. But one of the guys said, well, what if an M2 came out and it was a world beater? Like, it just punched so far above its weight. Would you want one? And Mm -hmm. it made me think, like, you know, if I asked you, I said, you know, would, is there a, a level at which, like, would you buy an ugly car yeah. just because it was really freaking fast? Like, it just, the performance yeah. was phenomenal. Yeah, and it was just a gr- one amazing driving experience. Right, like, amazing, <clears throat> it's everything you want in a driving experience, but it's ugly, yeah. it's, it is a ugly Pontiac too. Aztec, you know? <laughs> so... I think context is everything in that question. And I would, I would buy it. Um, okay. I'd feel a little bit sick to my stomach, but <laughs> I would do it. I would do it. I would do it. And and the reason I would do it, um, it would, it would mainly be the context of the world as it exists today. This is probably the last iteration of a manual transmission that we're going to make this car in. So you can Uh buy it or not. And after Mm -hmm. that, it's gone. Mm -hmm. And I, as I've said to you, I've lived in the electric future and those kind of driving experiences, we will miss, we will miss them. And the design language of electrics in the future is going to be so different that pretty much everything that we made today is going to be weird looking mm-hmm. in, in mm-hmm. a rec- kind of like a retrospective glasses. It'll mm-hmm. be like Chevy's with, you know, big wings on the back from the fifties. Like, it'll just be like, no one makes that anymore. It's all right. weird looking. So right. obviously some things maybe like nine 11 are a little more timeless and maybe we'll be a little more classy. But mm-hmm. I don't know that they're we're all gonna they're all gonna look like Mercedes eggs in the yeah. future. Yeah. Uh, I think as you know, battery capacities improve, you know, we'll sacrifice a little range for a nice looking car. But mm-hmm. they're still not going to look like internal combustion cars because they're not going to need as big of grills and stuff like that. And so right. I think a lot of things like an Audi RS3 with a gaping grill. Or a Lexus with a yeah, gaping three. grill. It'll just be like those all kind of look weird. So your mm-hmm. M2 actually, even though it was felt to be ugliest sin in 2022, actually didn't age horribly a decade on, and mm-hmm. you just have a wonderful driving experience. And nobody even really remembers that conversation because all the cars look so different today. So I'd probably mm-hmm. go with it, but I wouldn't. But it's it's with the context of it not being a hamster wheel car, because if nothing was going to change, I would just expect these idiots are not going to sell any of these cars and they're going to have to actually fire their design department and make a honest to God effort to build a nice looking car the next time around. And I'll just buy that one. So mm-hmm. I'll just buy something different for this round. You know, maybe it doesn't have a manual. Maybe it's an Audi. Maybe it's a Mercedes. And I'll circle back to them. But in the context of this might be the end of that driving experience, it's you just have to kind of deal with it, in my opinion. You're taking the grin and bear it. (laughs) Basically, grin and bear it. It's going to age well because it's just going to be 
they're all going to be considered ugly 15 years from now. And our children will just be like, you guys drove the ugliest cars back then. Yeah. They had these <laughs> god-awful grills. They were so stupid. Why did you drive them? Yeah. <laughs> the M2 yeah. won't matter anymore. <laughs> I See, I I will... I come down on the other side. I couldn't... I Aesthetics are so important to me. Like, I would take a little less performance for a, a beautiful car. Like, if you mm-hmm. said, here's, here's $1.2 million, go, go buy... Your, your yeah, whatever car. you want. <clears throat> I'm, and I've got a Senna in one hand, and I've got a 918 Spider in the other, for the yeah. same price. Yeah. I'm taking the Spider all day. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and the and the Senna will beat it in every performance metric, just about. Yeah. And I couldn't care less because it's ugly, and and yeah. and that, at the end of the day, and- like. That's what your 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 context argument is is really interesting. I you know I well, think context if, also being like you don't have unlimited cash, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Because because that that M two and the M three kind of hit specific price point price brackets. Yeah, I think I think yeah. if you're yeah, I agree with you. If you're looking, I think if you said the context was forty to seventy thousand dollar. Uh, driving, you know, enthusiast car with a manual. Yeah. And my options are a GR Corolla, an M2, um, you know, whatever the newest Miata, top of the line Miata would be. Yeah. Maybe an maybe a maybe a, a Nissan GR86, maybe a manual Supra. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, there's not a ton of competition there, so I I certainly get that. I think. I was thinking of it more from the context, you know, or more coming from more from the, <coughs> just the holistic idea of like, would I be willing to drive an yeah. ugly car just because it has good performance? Um, yeah. And I just don't think and I, I could. And I do, I actually do. I kind of also do kind of like quirky cars. Um, yeah, that's true. You know, I mean, hell, I went on and bought a 2002. Most people would have probably taken the amount of money I spent on that and got an old 911 of some some right. vintage body or but something. i was like no 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 this is quirky looking yeah. no one drives these you don't ever see these like that's what i want yeah i don't want to yeah. be the guy that with the car that everybody drives you know yeah i think that's <clears throat> that is a big difference between us is is you're into some more esoteric stuff and, <laughs> stuff and I, i'm like yeah but I'm i will i will say i, guess. I will say <laughs> My old 2002 looks magnitudes nicer than the new BMW. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. M2. Oh my yeah. god! Oh, it's not even close. I yeah. keep I keep hearing your statement when I look at that car. Of it is a it is a true feat to be able to design an ugly car from every angle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, one of the one of the guys on that podcast put it pretty well. He's like, it looks like they took. A front from one car and a back from a different car, and put them together. Because <laughs> <laughs> at like, least the yes, M3, like that, looks good from the side. It looks good from the rear. It's just yeah. the front that people argue about. Otherwise, right. it's a good-looking car. But the M2, mm, yeah, so, it really struggles to look good at any angle. <laughs> at any angle, yeah, and, and, and that's really color, too apparently. bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really too bad. It's really too bad. Oh, it kills yeah. me that they did this. Yeah, uh, it's oh, it's wow. like the it's like the meme of like, look what they did to my boy. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. The old M2 versus the new M2. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. Uh, but know. anyways, I, I thought that was just kind of an interesting question, you know. Yeah, it's a great question. Like, you just, you think about these cars, particularly like a Senna or, or hell, the new GT3 yeah. RS that are so built for the function of what they're supposed to do and the aesthetics yeah. kind of like whatever. Definitely secondary. You know, um, that it's like, oh gosh, would you want that? Like I, given the choice between the new, the new RS and mine, I would I would probably go with mine, even though I know that yeah, I think destroy yours is a more um, track. It's more timeless, cohesive, design. yeah, stylistic package. Yeah, you know, yeah. No, I, which I, was kind of so. still bridging both worlds, and now the new one is just. Um, yeah, we I mean, gotta get a, we gotta get a few more seconds out of the Nuremberg ring time. So yeah, that's exactly it. Like our only. The only thing left we can push is arrow, so we're gonna push arrow like as far. <laughs> we're gonna push it to the moon. <laughs> push it to the limit. <laughs> well, I think that's all I had, man. Uh, anything yeah. else you wanted to add? No, that's great. All right. Well, thank you all so much for listening. We'll be back again in a couple of weeks. Um, I guess, gosh, after Thanksgiving. So happy Thanksgiving Probably, yeah. in advance. I uh, hope you guys all have a wonderful time with family, friends, etc. So until then, we'll we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Thank you.